2023. We're starting it today, and let me tell you, you guys chose the best place to start it, and it's in the presence of God. And as we think about 2022 coming to a close, um, as a church, 2022, the word that God gave us and we stood upon and we were very uh, in, uh, harped on it was the word intentional. 2022 was a year of intentionality. Now, it doesn't mean that intentionality went out the window at 11.59 last night. It doesn't mean that we stopped being intentional. But in 2022, the Lord had spoken to us at the end of 2021 as a leadership of the church about teaching the congregation, this flock, about the importance of being intentional in your pursuit of God, intentional in your walk with God, men intentional in your marriage with your wife, dating your wife, taking her out, taking care of her, intentional with your children, intentionality in everything you do. Because here's the truth, what you do not set time to do doesn't just happen. I mean, if you do not, at the very least, Instacart it, milk is not going to be in the fridge. But you had to open the app and Instacart it, right? Or you had to go to the grocery store. And in our lives, we need to be intentional. And throughout 2022, the Lord began to speak to me about what 2023 was going to be and what we were going to stand upon as a church. Now, this word is for anyone, but it is specifically for those that see 3W Church as their home, that see me as their pastor. And it doesn't mean that this word to, for you does not apply. I'm just saying there is an, a, a focus upon this house in this area, and it is the word faith. Throughout all of the year last year, the Lord has been stirring faith and faith and faith. And uh, so much so where um, the Lord has given just multiple confirmations about it, one of them being yesterday, without me even realizing it, I'm sitting at my desk yesterday at my home office, and, and I was just going over my notes for today and praying into today's service. And and, and I looked at the whiteboard. I have a, 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 like a four-foot whiteboard right next to my desk where if in my Bible reading time, if I'm doing something and the Lord gives me something, I just get a dry erase mark and I write it on that board. And it's where I bounce ideas. I write series, different things. And I, I'm sitting at my desk and I look to my left and I realize that in very big blue, it was the only thing in blue on the whole board, right smack in the middle was according to your faith. And that's something that the Lord was stirring a lot in me throughout all of the year as a personal thing. Every time I read it in the Gospels, when Jesus would heal somebody and say, according to your faith, let it be done, according to your faith. And, and it was a confirmation, faith. And, and this is the specific, I want to read specifically how the Lord gave it to me. The year of faith, growing and expanding faith, supernatural growth in faith, increase in faith. Walking in faith, expanding in faith, growing in faith, building in faith, obeying in faith, giving in faith, stepping out in faith, receiving in faith, conceiving in faith, speaking in faith, crossing over in faith, casting our nets in faith. Every single one of those areas, we need faith in to get to what God has for us. And many times we say things like, I have faith, I'm walking in faith. But the reality is that our actions and our words do not measure up with what we say. And this is a year where more than words, it's going to become action. 
more than thoughts, it's going to be rebirthed in us should we choose to accept it and walk in it. A year of faith. If you look up the word faith, it's a very simple definition of the word faith. It means complete trust in someone or something. Every single one of you this morning when you walked in here, when we sat down now, exhibited faith. Not one of you turned around and tested the chair to see if it was going to hold you. And none of you. You're about ready to have a baby. And you didn't check either, right? Like you just, just sat down. That is faith that the chair would hold you. Guys, we need to have that same trust in God. Sometimes things have happened which cause us to misplace our faith. Have you have ever had anybody pull a chair out from under you? If, you're, if they're around them, do you check your chair twice? Right? Like, but why? It, you, you misplaced trust. Something happened. A dream was shattered because you were expecting something and it didn't happen. This is the year to recalibrate and tune into your faith. To be able to grow into the faith that God has for you and for me. I want to read a passage in the book of Luke. And if you've got your Bible, can you show me? I want to see who's got their Bibles, physical Bibles. I love physical Bibles. Come on now. Yes. I encourage you. If you do not own a physical Bible, get a physical Bible. I'm not a doom and gloom type of guy, but we're going down the days where it might be hard to get them. So get one. Store up on them. Have extra. Luke chapter 5, verse number 1 says, On one occasion... While the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he's talking about Jesus, that's the hymn in there, he was standing by the lake of Genesaret, and he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Can you say this morning, washing their nets? Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. I want you to get a visual picture of this for a second. Jesus is being pressed by a crowd of people. And he walks to the shoreline. He sees two empty boats and he just gets in on one of them. And once he gets in on the boat, he tells Simon, hey man, just, just go back a few feet. Just go back a little bit so that he could speak. And he begins to teach. It doesn't tell us what he taught. It doesn't tell us what he preached about. But when he finishes teaching, it says in verse number five, or four, sorry, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come out and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, and Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. 
If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Number one, we need faith to move at his word. Faith to move at his word. I want you to understand something about Simon, Peter, about his brother Andrew, about John and James, Zebedee, the sons of Zebedee who were there with them. These people were fishermen. It is what they did for a living. It was their job. It was their source of income. And Jesus finds them and tells them very simply, go cast the nets. Peter, because he had to say it, he looks and he says, all night long, I did this and got nothing. But some of the greatest words that we need to learn right there is when he says, but at your word, I will cast the nets. Many of us are stuck in a place with no fish because we're not obeying Jesus when he said to go cast the nets, to move. And you and I have got to get to a place of trust and dependence on God that when he says go, we go and move at his word. But that leads me to point number two, because it's tied together. Point number two is this, faith grows by hearing the word of God. Romans chapter 10, or I believe it's chapter 10, Paul writes this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how does faith come? It comes by hearing the word. Do you understand this? I want you to, you might not understand this, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand because I don't want anybody to be embarrassed in this place, but statistics say that more than 60% of Christians do not read their Bible. I wasn't talking to you, Siri. Thank you. No. She probably found on the web that statistic. More than 60% do not read their Bibles. That is a problem. That is a problem. It is great to hear sermons. It is great to hear preachings. But God wants to talk to you directly, and one of the ways he does it is through his word. Jesus was speaking directly, physically, to the group there that he was teaching, which is why then Simon says, at your word, I'm going to go. But many of us, were stuck in a place of lack of movement because we don't know what the word said. So we can't go. I, I, I said this example earlier, my, my wife, she, um, she, she takes time every single week to craft a newsletter for her staff. And so on Sunday night, her staff gets a newsletter that says what's happening that week. Things like important dates, uh, things like uh, what teams are going to leave early from dismissal for what sports, all the different things, right? And um, it never fails where somebody will come and say, Ms. Perez, I have a question about X, Y, or Z. And he was on the newsletter. So she looks at him with her beautiful smile and says, you didn't read your newsletter, did you? I remember one specific time, I actually happened to be there. She, she had gotten breakfast for all her staff, had pastries and all kinds of stuff in her office, cafe con leche, the whole nine yards. And in the newsletter, she had put as one of the last items, come have breakfast with me in the office. And one of the teachers gets by and says, oh, there's these donuts and these things. I didn't know. Nobody told me. I was like, it's in your newsletter. And let me tell you something. Many of us 
We look at God and we're like, but why? I don't understand. This isn't happening. God, what do I do this? And he's like, it's in your newsletter. How do we stand on what we do not know? Because one thing is when you look at your boss who didn't tell you something. I mean, come on. It's all happened to us. Something was changed and they didn't give us the memo. And then we act on it and they're like, but, 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 but what is like, hey, if it's in your head and you don't tell me, like, hey, that's on you. But when it's in writing, it's my responsibility to read it. It's why one of the verses in the Bible says that people perish for lack of knowledge. One of the verses or, or ways, one of the times that it talks about, it talks about prophetic vision or prophetic word. But let me tell you something. People are perishing because they don't know what's in the Bible because we don't read it. Or we pick and choose what we want to read. Oh, I don't want, it's a genealogy. Why am I going to read that? Oh, but I've, I've already read the story of David and Goliath. I can just gloss over to the next page. Oh, this wasn't very interesting. Oh, the book of Leviticus about laws. We're in the New Testament, New Covenant, Pastor. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is important for us to read. And not just once. We should read it yearly. I am of the opinion that every believer should read the Bible cover to cover every single year. Oh, that's a lot of reading. Reality is that you spend more time scrolling on Instagram and Facebook than what it takes to read the Bible in a year. 15 minutes a day is what it takes to read the broken up passages of the year. And I guarantee you that if every single one of us were honest and opened up that statistics app on our cell phone or our iPad or our Netflix history, we are spending way more than 15 minutes on a lot of other things that do not build our faith, but rather have us misplace our trust. Number one, we move at his word, but you can't move at what you do not know or you cannot hear. So we need to get into the word of God. Let me be practical with that for a second. Because it comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. I recommend, I said it a minute ago, everybody should have a physical Bible. I recommend everybody to have a journal that they can write what God tells them on. I'm not a big poster on social media, but I posted last night, got my new Bible and my new notebook ready to start tomorrow. I'm starting, a, I, I got a brand, this is my second year where I'm starting the year with a brand new Bible. One of the reasons I'm doing this, I want my highlights to be fresh every year. A second reason is I want to give each of my daughters a Bible that I read and marked up. So I have one full one there that Abigail's going to get now. And then Alexandra's going to get this one. And I'm going to build another one for Samantha and leave them as heirlooms to my daughters of things that God spoke to me on. Have your journal. I ordered, I was intentional. I ordered this journal a couple of weeks ago. It's been sitting there ready for today where I write down the day and I write down what God spoke to me. And sometimes you get a whole lot. Sometimes it's one verse that just smacks you upside the, upside the face, right? Like, but you need to be intentional on having that time with God. It's why we do a few things that we can help you with as a church. We'll talk about it more during the announcements, but we've been sending out text messages and links to following the one-year Bible together with us so we can read it together. We send out a daily email that has the references so that you can do it. Why do we want you to do that? Because as you get into the word of God, your life will change and transform. I guarantee you, 
Not because it's on my word, but because it's on his word. Psalms tells us that his word is a lamp unto my feet. We live out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know who said that? Jesus, quoting the Old Testament, when Satan is tempting him to turn the bread into, or the rocks into bread. Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He quoted, Jesus quoted a passage out of the Old Testament that Moses wrote. If Jesus read it and quoted it, don't you think you and I should? Learn the word and stand on the word. It's good to listen to preachings, but can I give you a warning? Be careful who you listen to. There's a heck of a whole lot of pastors, prophets, teachers, apostles out there that do not have the anointing or the grace or the gifting, but they paid $24.99 and got an online ordination. And they are the oracle of Instagram. And they post these things. Pastor, I can't believe you're saying that. If you don't read what the word of God says, you will be misled by many of these false teachers that Jesus said were coming. They existed in his time and they exist today and the internet has made it even easier. And be very careful because you have a lot of them that then they say it's their ministry so at the end of it they hit you up for a send me something through Zelle or PayPal because I gave you a prophetic word. You do not sell the word of God. I feel my ears red right now because it ticks me off when I see people manipulate people claiming the word of God. But here's the catch. If you and I don't know what the word of God says, then we're easy picking. I was watching your video the other day about gold and the stuff. He's a jeweler. And he says, you, gotta, you can't just go by what they tell you. You need to test it. Because certain stores tell you it's 10 carat or 14 carat, but when you put it to the tester, it wasn't real gold. Everything you hear, please put it through the tester. What I preach here on a Sunday, if it goes against the word of God, I am wrong. And the Bible's right. But if you don't read it, if I don't read it, online campus, if you're not reading the word, we're not able to spot the difference. Simon moved in faith at the word because he recognized the master gave the order. Number one, faith to move at his word. Number two, faith grows by hearing the word of God. Number three, I need you to understand this. Faith takes us from failure to our greatest success. When they get there in Luke chapter five, it says that Jesus finds the boats empty and these experienced fishermen were off on the shoreline somewhere around there washing their nets. Now, Jesus gets on the boat, and when he tells Peter, go deeper and cast your net, Peter says a line that's very, very important. He says, we did it all night long and caught nothing. 
Now, I don't know if you like going fishing. I have, in my old age, enjoyed learning to go fishing. And I don't eat fish. But you know what's fun? Reading them in. Every time we go out on the way back in, we always throw a line with just a lure. And every once in a while, a jack will bite that lure as we're just going slowly. And you fight with that fish for 15 Sometimes 20 minutes for a fish you can't even eat because it's got too many bones. But it's fun. These guys didn't just do it for fun. They did it not on salary. But if they catch fish, they eat and sell fish. If they catch no fish, there is no money. So all night long, he failed. But Jesus said, go out and cast the net again. And the failure became such a success. Read the passage again. It says, the nets began to break. Not only did the nets began to break, they called over the other boat. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they came. Now both boats are so full that it says in the Bible, they're beginning to sink. Jesus took a night of great failure in Simon Peter's life and made it the greatest catch of his career. And it started at hearing his word and moving at the word. Led him to his greatest catch. But can I tell you something that's so awesome this morning? Our faith will draw in others to receive also. Because not only did Simon fill his boat, but his partner's boat, and both boats were filled to the top where they began to sink. Let me tell you, some of us today, we're washing our nets. 2022, we look at it and said, no, no, I failed. I didn't get this success. I'm just washing this to put it away. No, 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 that's it, I'm done. God's done with me. I don't have purpose. I can't do this anymore. And we're ready to call it quits. And Jesus this morning is telling you, listen to my voice. Go into the deep. Change your position and cast the net again in faith. And not only am I taking care of you, but others around you will also be blessed in you being blessed. But it's our faith. 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 Foy. Looked it up in a bunch of other languages. There was one language where it was like 18 letters. I was like, oh, that's too long. <laughs> faith. The Bible tells us moves mountains. Faith causes us to please God. Faith at moving at his word. But here's the, the key. It requires us to listen, obey, and act. Listen, obey, and act. Look at the example. Jesus first did what? Teach the crowd. And after the teaching and they were listening, he tells Simon, go deep and cast the net. Simon listened. He obeyed to the fullest, 
by not just going deep, but getting the net and casting it again. Some of us are stuck. We listen, but we don't obey. We listen, we say we're obeying, but we don't act. We need to listen, obey, and act. I'm not going to go into it now, but you can go to our website or our, our YouTube channel or whatever, and you can hear a sermon where we preached, or I preached about our life of faith and our miracle babies. For those of you that not, don't know, we have three amazing, healthy, beautiful daughters. Doctors told us we could not have children. And we stood in faith. And God gave us Abigail and then Alexandra and then Samantha. What was the acting in faith? And, and, I, and again, in that preaching, I go detailed into it. But on a Saturday in December of 2009, while we were at the Rusty Pelican for a baby shower, I'll never forget it, my wife gets out of the bathroom and she thought she had been, she was late, but she got her menstrual cycle. And as we got in the car to drive is when I kind of got slapped in the face by God and saying, okay, so you listen, you say, but where's your action to your faith? See, because for months we were in faith, but there was no action to our faith. It was like going fishing in faith that you're going to catch a fish, but you don't take a net, a line, a lure, or bait. Like you're going to drive up and down the thing, hoping a fish jumps out of the ocean and lands inside. You ever seen those, those videos of the fish jumping out of the water and landing? Listen, that only happens once in a blue moon, you know, Paca San Juan, right? Like, it doesn't happen. Where the fish just jumped, and I, I, I was on my paddleboard recently on the lake, and I told Abigail, I was like, well, I was on the paddleboard, this fish jumped out. Abigail was like, did you catch it? Like, no, it just jumped out in front of me. Why did you try to catch it? I was like, I was on the paddleboard. I didn't got a fishing line. I ain't got no net. I ain't got nothing. I was just praising God on my paddleboard. And that day, we looked at each other in the car. We said, where's our action? And instead of driving home, we drove to Babies R Us. We became members of the store. We started buying comforter, clothes, memory books, things for a baby doctors had said we couldn't have. We started acting in faith. And I will tell you, that was her last menstrual cycle until she weaned of nursing off Abigail. All it took was starting to act. Real action. Not a, I'm going to do this because I'm getting something. No, 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 no. I believe and trust, and therefore I will cast into the deep where you said, and I will cast the net. And what is it in us that we think is dead? That we've toiled and nothing. Our family, our friends, our finances, our health, all these different things. And God says, if you listen, if you obey, and you act, that's your activation of faith. And I'm able to do. Church, it's time to go from net washing to net casting and hauling in the greatest catch ever. But if you don't stop just washing your net and start then casting your net, you'll never catch it. It's time to act. 
what is it that you have been put and tested with or put inside that we're not acting on? And let me tell you something. I, I need to give you a very clear warning. Sometimes the greatest catch will petrify you and make you want to quit. Oh, that doesn't sound biblical. We, I just read it to you. When Simon Peter brought in the greatest catch, he ran to the feet of Jesus, kneeled down and said, depart from me. I'm a sinner. I'm not worthy to be with you. But do you know what the greatest catch revealed? Peter's purpose. Where Jesus says, don't be afraid. From now on, you're going to go catch men not fish. And when your greatest harvest comes, when your greatest catch comes, God will use it in that faith to reveal your purpose. What is it that I do now from today forward? Because if he did the greatest catch once, he will do it again because he will never leave me because he'll never forsake me because he's never going to let go. So church, it's time now to dig into the word daily to say, God, what do you want to speak to me? Somebody just sent me a video uh, the other day where it was talking about statistics on Bible reading. It was a study that was done with 60,000 people. And they realized in this study that reading your Bible once or twice or three times a week did very little change in the life of the people. But as they read it five, six or seven times, people's lives began to change. One of the statistics says was that 60% of people that reading their Bible five, six, seven times a week, 60% got out of sexual sin like pornography or adultery or fornication because they were reading the word of God. Like 45% of the people in the study stopped dealing with anger constantly in their lives because they were reading the word of God. I'm going to be honest. David Perez will not change you. 3W Church will not change you. The word of God, that will change you because it is breathed by God himself. So you need to get in the word and your faith will grow. Your faith will build. Do we need community? Absolutely. Do we need to be plugged into a local church? Absolutely. Do we need to have someone that we are accountable to, someone that can pastor us and help us grow? Absolutely. But your eyes and your dependence can't be on the location or the pastor. It has to be on Jesus. Because, can I tell you something? That you're now be fishers of men didn't just apply to Peter. It applies to you and you and you and you and you and you that's watching online, when Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Can I tell you, Chris, you can reach people that I can't. You can reach people I can't. You can reach people I can't. You can reach people I can't. But together, all of us obeying God will reach the world for Jesus. Does everybody say yes to him? No. But now... They have no excuse because they heard what was in the newsletter. And the promises, the Bible says, are yes, 
amen. Worship team, come to the altar. As you and I are springing forth from today, can we commit to move when God says to move? Can we commit to get into the word of God every single day? Can we commit to spend time with him? Can we commit to get plugged in, connected, do life with other believers that, you know what they do? Encourage us when we feel down. Pray for us when we're hurting. Lift us up when we're broken. Because faith described in Hebrews 11.1 1, have seen. Go from the failure into the greatest success at the voice of Jesus that said, go cast again. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. And what I want you to do, I want you to take the next minute or two and talk to God. Because some of us here are in different stages. Some of us Man, our faith is on fire. We're casting the nets. But some of us walked in today saying, God, I need a word from you. I need to know if you're there, if you're listening. And God is saying, I see you washing your net. It's time to get it and cast it again because I want to use you. What is it that God is telling you to do? Who is God telling you to talk to? Where is he telling you to cast your net? And tell him, God, I will listen. I will obey and I will act in Jesus' name.